0: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer.
2: As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. Details. Blog Talk
1: Radio Oh mama, I'm in fear for my life From the long arm of the law Got miles to go before we sleep Lawmen is putting to my running And I'm so far from my We will not go home. gently uh, We will unleash hell here in December Oh
3: mama, I can hear Ryan, you're so scared and all
1: alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. I'd like hey, play man, football. I'm
3: coming down from the gallows, and I don't have
1: very long Woo! I despise bye week, but boy am I praising the bye week this year. The Pittsburgh Steelers need it, and after that loss to the New England Patriots the other day, they definitely need it. It is welcome. And this is Brian Anthony Davis. I am welcoming you to Steelers' six-pack of fact or fiction, the show where myself and Zach Barnes take a six-pack of biting questions, biting Facts regarding the Pittsburgh Steelers that are quite debatable, and we debate whether they are facts or whether they are fiction, and with that, I bring to you my good friend Zach Parnes in Syracuse, New York. Hello, my friend.
3: Hello, Brian, and you know, it's kind of a sordid week here in Steeler country, but I'm going to tell you, I was pretty surprised last week. How about you? I
1: mean, you know what? I, I'm actually fine with the game, but then... It gets into the game, and it's like a date. And I brought this up on, on the show yesterday with uh, Jeff Hartman on the Steeler Hangover. It's like a blind date, the Patriots game was. When you're, you're there, you, you have no expectations. You know it's, you're just, it's obligatory. You're doing it because the friends set you up, and you don't expect much of anything. Then all of a sudden, things are going great. You're like, My gosh, this is awesome. I'm going to get lucky. I might have found the girl of my dream. And the next thing you know, it's going so well until she brings up the fact that she's got a boyfriend in the next state that she's getting back together with. And you're like, ah, I just sprang for lobster on this girl. And so that is exactly, I was not expecting much. I got too emotionally invested in the game, and I got let down. And it reminds me of the 1990s all over again, Zach. Brian,
3: you've been married for, for how long now? How can you even bring that into play?
1: Well, you know what? I'm, I'm on my second marriage, so I liked it so much I did it twice. So, um, But, you know, I have – it's like it's like the show The Wonder Years. You keep on thinking back of those great days of yesteryear, and uh, you keep on thinking, there I was. <laughs> Please tell me. you Well, hey, that, yeah. what,
3: whatever, whatever keeps you young at heart. But let's get into that six-pack, shall we?
1: We will, Zach, and before we get started, once again, the show is brought to you by Frank Walker Law, top 100-ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker for his PA office. Call 412-212-3878 or to reach his West Virginia office, call 304-712-2089. You should also check out his website, frankwalkerlaw.com, to see how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results. Now, remember, this is your show just as much as it is ours. If you want to debate these topics with us, we would love to hear from you. And that number is 347-850-8581. And we will take your calls after we finish the six of the six-pack. So that's what we're going to do. But let's get started. We are going to go ahead and get started with number one. Zach Factor Fiction, Landry Jones, played with Heart and Passion, Again, but he just doesn't have the tools to be anything better than a number three QB. Is that fact or is Uh, that fiction?
3: You know, Brian, just hearing this question right off, there's something that strikes me as fiction. Uh, It's factual that he doesn't have the tools to be a starter, but I don't see him as a third-string quarterback anywhere. I mean, honestly, like, this guy is talented. You can't knock him for it. He keeps Pittsburgh in that game. Yes, there's a few picks here and there, but – Honestly, I like the type of performance that he puts up on a week-to-week basis. He's okay being the backup for my squad. I mean, obviously, he might not have exactly what is necessary to be an elite starter in this league. But I would knock him so far to number three,
1: Brian. You can't really agree with that, can you? Well, you know what? Yes, I can. And uh, the reason I can is the guy does play with heart. He plays with passion. He's a guy. He's a likable quarterback. He's a likable person. But the thing is, I just don't feel like I could trust him to go in and win a game. And, yeah, that game was winnable. The coaches did a very good job of making it winnable before the game. And I'm going to preface before the game because there were a lot of in-game decisions that I did not agree with from the coaching staff. Um, And I could name a few of them, and I have since that game has ended. But, uh, you know, I just don't think... He has the arm strength of a Zach Mettenberger. I just don't think he has the poise of a number one starter, which he doesn't, and you don't expect that out of a number two. But I just don't think he's strong enough to really feel that you can trust, you can help with Landry, but you just can't trust that he's going to get it done. Like in the past, we've had guys like Mike Tomsack. We've had Charlie Batch. And even Bruce Redkowski where, you know, they were starters in this league. And, they I mean, Greg wasn't the greatest starter. Batch wasn't the greatest starter. But you knew in a spot start, you knew that if they just followed the game plan, they were going to be perfectly fine and have every chance at winning a ball game. I just don't feel that way with Landry Jones. I want to feel that way with Landry Jones. I feel like it's just not happening. So that's why I am going to say that that is a fact.
3: Yeah, you know, you know, Brian, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but I just don't see him that far down on a majority of NFL depth charts. I think that he would be a designated backup. This is a guy who's had in-game experience.
1: Well, you know what? He's, uh, it, it, it's, like, it's like your one son that uh, is a complete slacker. You love him, but you just know that uh, he's not going to split the atom anytime soon. That's how I feel about Landry Jones. Did I throw you for a loop on that one, Zach? I'll tell you this.
3: Yes, you, you did. But also, I'm, <laughs> I'm, wondering, I'm wondering if he just maybe doesn't have the confidence yet. Because I see him go out there, and you see some plays, and he looks like a seasoned vet. And others, he, he just does not seem to follow through with. So that's why I really posed that confidence question right there.
1: Yeah, but after, we, after year one and year two, you expect them to have the confidence. And uh, the one thing I do like about Landry Jones is he was uh, going after the guys, Toby Hamilton and Darius hayward Bay, who he's obviously had a lot of time um, to throw the ball and to connect with in practices. Um, you know, because, you know, he's, he's heading up that practice squad of, uh, of QBs on, the, on that other side. So uh, you know he's had a lo- he's had time to hook up with them. I mean he's decent. He's just not one you can trust week in and week out, and that's why I'm saying that. I am not saying that that he's a bad quarterback. I'm just saying that he, you just with Ben Roethlisberger you can only count on three quarters of a season these days, Zach. And um, as he gets later on in his career, you're you're hoping for 12 games out of him. The other four you can't go 1-3 and 0-4 and oh and in those other games because Ben's not going to win every single game either. So it's just a situation where it needs addressed in 2017, whether it's a very capable um, a former starter in the league like a Ryan Fitzpatrick, who will be there next year. I mean, he's not going to win you a Super Bowl on his own, but he's going to keep you in games, and he's going to win games as a spot starter or whether it's you're drafting as high as a number two, and we discussed that a lot last week. Well, with that being said, we do want to speak about Ben Roethlisberger and uh, what his absence means to the team, so we go to number two. Jack, if Ben Roethlisberger's absence is felt most on offense, which it is, Ryan Shazier's presence is most critical on the defensive side of the ball. Is that fact or fiction?
3: Fact on this one for me, Brian. You said last week that you thought it might have been Bud Dupree, Uh, that he has been missed the most. But I am still going to remain steadfast and true that it's shazier. The guy has embodied Steeler football from the time he walked over from Ohio State to Pittsburgh. Uh, I really miss him just from the perspective of his ability to cover the pass over the middle uh, with the zone, not just his rushing, uh, because I think that's an area that the Steelers definitely need a little bit of help with right now. It's a very, very stern
1: fact for me. It is a very stern fiction for me, Zach. And believe it or not, right college, wrong guy. The right guy is Cam Hayward. And it was so glaring the other day with the way that team ran all over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's the thing. When you have LeGarrette Blunt on the other side of the ball, he is a power running back. He looked like Barry Sanders out there because he was not being touched. This guy is always breaking tackles, Zach, like crazy. He didn't have to break any tackles. He was just running through miniature holes. That line blew the Pittsburgh Steelers' defensive front off of the line of scrimmage, and that's why he had such an amazing day. If Cam Hayward's in there, that's a different story. Now, Cam Hayward is a leader on the team. He's a very vocal leader. I like the fact that both Shade and Hayward came out and talked about how bad the defense was. Shazer even came out and called their defense right now garbage, and he was on the field, and he was a part of it. So, you know what, I appreciate the fact that uh, they're being critical of themselves, that they're trying to fix it, but the captain on that defense, just as important as a Ben Roethlisberger is to the offense, is bar none Cameron Hayward. That's why he got the big money. That's why he is the, still the team lead leader in sacks, and he's missed two games, he is the guy that drives that defense, and it's more glaring when he's gone. When Shazier, as much as I love him, when he is gone, there's guys that can fill in. Not as great as he as he is, but there's guys that fill in. But when, when Hayward's gone, he's missing, and you're missing him like crazy. Shaq?
3: Yeah, you know, I... I understand the Cam Hayward argument, especially after that Miami game where Jay Ajayi runs all over the Steelers. I mean, that was just inexcusable to have a guy like him run all over the place, although right now he's kind of padding some stat sheets no matter where he's going. I will say this, I mean, you know, he did
1: it against Buffalo, too, so you got to get – I mean, he's, he might be better absolutely. than we do.
3: Sure, sure, but I will, I will say this as well. I am a very firm believer right now – that when Shazier comes back, this team will start a winning streak. And, and, hey, I hope that, you know, Hayward can come back soon as well, but I think that Shazier is a huge x factor.
1: Well, right now we are looking at uh, the possibility of Ben Roethlisberger, of uh, Cam Hayward definitely having Shazier back, Marcus Gilbert. It looks like those guys are, uh, are slated to be back for the Baltimore game are the big rumors. Um, the are saying that Ben's looking good right now, but uh, it just depends on how his rehab goes. But it looks like Hayward is definitely going to be back, barring any setback, and the same for uh, Marcus Gilbert and uh, some of those other guys, too. We may I mean, I'm sure that uh, the Sammy Coates situation should be so much better at that point, and we actually might even have an appearance by the enigma that is Ladarius Green. But with that being said, I want to talk about a guy that is not on the roster of 53 right now, Zach, and it's Carlos Williams. So number three, the time is now to move Carlos Williams from the practice squad to the roster of 53. Is that fact or is that fiction? You know,
3: I'm going to go with fact on this one. I think any, you know, nothing can hurt, especially with some vacancies right now in the roster as far as guys who are injured. You might as well bring the guy up, see what he can contribute to everything. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a good or a bad move either way. You know, obviously this team is going to do what they want to do at the end of the day, but why not give him the shot to try to show show you what he's got?
1: Well, you know what, with all the injuries to the uh, wide receivers, I was surprised that he was not brought up, especially with the fact that uh, D'Angelo Williams was out too. So I thought that was a good spot to go ahead and and put in a guy like Carlos Williams, who is a young guy, He's he's a bruiser. I mean the guy's only twenty three years old. He you know he could play in nine games last year, had five hundred thirteen yards and seven touchdowns. The guy's on the on the team because of his brother, because most of guys like that go straight to a fifty-three man roster, but he's here for a reason. He's had troubles, but he's here to join his brother, be in a good environment, be on a winning team. And I think this guy's just itching to contribute. I like everything that he has been saying especially when he was signed um, with D'Angelo gone. Carlos, really, I think it's a no-brainer to go ahead, give him a shot, see what he can do. Maybe he can spell Le'Veon Bell um, here and there. Um, but he's definitely a weapon that they can go ahead and add, and I'd like, to, I'd like to see him up. So I think it's a fact, too. That's something we definitely will agree on, Zach. Could we agree, though, that D'Angelo
3: Williams might be, and I don't want to veer too much, but D'Angelo Williams might be one of the more
1: underrated Steeler injuries this year thus far? Yeah, you know, he is, and that sort of came out of nowhere for uh, both of us. I was, I was pretty surprised to see him on the injured list, and uh, you know, having D'Angelo is a big deal, but the problem I have right now with D'Angelo is that uh, he's, and we talk about this, we didn't think he was going to be a forgotten man, but He's starting to become a forgotten man there, and uh, he's not get, getting the carries that I thought he was going to be getting. But when you have a guy as amazing as Le'Veon Bell, I, I guess that's going to happen. I mean, that's what pushed a guy like LeGarrette Blount out of town two years ago. Um, I, I don't see the same thing with D'Angelo. D'Angelo is just a patient guy. He's a good guy, and he knows he's going to go ahead and get his chance. But I can see him getting a little restless. And I uh, wonder why he's not – why they're not de- designing plays for him to go ahead and use him as an extra weapon. When he's healthy, I expect him to – I mean, he is the number two back. I'm not saying replace him at all, but I'm, I'm saying this is a perfect opportunity to go ahead and give Carlos Williams a chance. But D'Angelo um, – D'Angelo Williams, uh, two Williams, just confused the heck out of me. Uh, D'Angelo is still very valuable to that team. Um, which just need uh, – Todd and Mike and the whole gang to, to figure out how to use him and uh, make him viable for that team. Well, with that being said, Zach, we are at the halfway point. The uh, six-pack is half empty. We're draining it quick and we're draining it well. And we want to hear from you after the next three. It's 347-850-8581. We are going to be back with number four right after these messages from our friends at Frank Walker Law. Smart or stupid? Those strobing lights in your rear view? That flashlight shining in your face? License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh,
3: I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please.
1: Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For
3: DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805, 412-532-6805, or FrankWalkerLaw.com.
1: Zach, tell me three things about Frank Walker, real quick. Three things about talk. Frank Walker real
3: that you need to. What's that?
1: They're all real. Real they talk. Are all real real experience. Are real talk.
3: Real experience, and I'm blanking on the third because I'm not looking at the ad.
1: <laughs> real results. That's what you get with real Frank results. Walker. See? See? You know. Um, you need to pay attention to these things, Zachy Boy. You might, you might be in a situation where, uh, like the ad says, you, so you've done something stupid. You might need to give uh, Frank a call, so remember that number. In fact, I want you to write it down in Sharpie, because I know you, you call it the boys.
3: Yeah, you know, I've got to be a little bit careful up here, but I'm, I'm hoping Frank will make the trip to upstate New York.
1: Oh, I'm sure he would if you tell him who you are. <laughs> so let's move <laughs> on with the six-pack. And once again, we do want to hear from you, so feel free to call in. But let's go to number four, and uh, we're, gonna, we're still on the, the Patriots game. And this is something easy, and this is if And uh, we don't want to get into ifs and buts and candy and nuts and all that stuff. But yeah, think about this, because we might see them again. So number four, Zach, both teams at full strength in a playoff scenario, The Patriots still beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is that fact or fiction?
3: Um, You know, I would have to go with fact on this one. Um, I think right now the way that you look at this New England roster, they are the best team in the AFC. Very unfortunate, but that is unfortunately how it goes right now. I mean, can you say otherwise with this roster? um, You know, I, I think that the Patriots look a little bit better than the Steelers.
1: Okay, Zach, um, I'm disagreeing with you, obviously. And uh, this was uh, one of my trap questions, my trap facts that I, I always like to put in there. Look, they could have beaten this team um, with Landry Jones and with, by making a lot of mistakes, and they still were in that ball game until the fourth quarter. Now, with that being said, the uh, Patriots did not unleash Gronk, who is Steeler Kryptonite. Until the second half, and when they did, he just uh, he just blew them off the ball too. Um, but with Ben Ro- with a healthy Ben Roethlisberger in there, with a healthy Cam Hayward, with a healthy Ryan Shazier, with a full complement of wide receivers, look at the end of that game, you only had two healthy wide receivers, and I think uh, if I said at the at the beginning of the year that during the New England game, your healthiest receivers at the end of that game were going to be Kobe Hamilton and Darius hayward Bay. you're going to say, oh, we're, we're screwed on this one. Um, I guarantee you you would have said that. I would have said that. But uh, they didn't have a full complement of, of receivers, and they still were in that game. Um, something that we complain about Mike Tomlin all the time, the fact that he plays down to his competition, but on the other side of that coin, he, he plays up. To great competition they're always prepared and they were definitely prepared for that game like I said at the beginning of the game they were very prepared I just think that in a playoff situation I don't even care if it's in Foxboro if this team is 100% healthy I think they can go ahead and beat a team like the New England Patriots just like I think a healthy 2015 Pittsburgh Steelers team could have won the entire Super Bowl last year but it just wasn't meant to be because of uh accidents and health Then, when I say accidents, I'm just saying a dirty play by the Cincinnati Bengals. But with that being said, yeah, I think the Steeler team could go ahead and beat the New England Patriots if it's apples to apples, Zach. Brian, I'll tell
3: you this. I I really hope you're right because I would love to see this team take down New England come postseason. But I think given right now what
1: we've seen, you've got to be a little bit of a realist. Oh, I mean, I I think – as much as I hate the Patriots, I think Bill Belichick is uh, every bit of Lombardi, but even more. I think he's the greatest coach that I have ever seen in my lifetime, and I really, I really can't dispute that. I don't. Uh, you, you could bring up Spygate, you can bring up Deflategate, you could bring up Hoodgate. I'm sure there's going to be a gate one of these days. But I mean, the, the bottom line to it, the guy knows how to win and knows how to win with less of a roster and this roster is not as strong as anything he's had in the past. In fact, it's one of his weaker teams and he just continues to do it um, year in and year out. I think he's absolutely amazing. I think he's a complete brick, but I think he's absolutely amazing. And, um, he, he's one of the greatest coaches I've ever seen. I think if, uh, and I'm going to be honest and, uh, this is not going to go over too well, but if you swapped rosters, this 1st uh, Steelers uh, team with Bill Belichick as head coach, would, even with the team that was on the field the other day, would have probably won that game. That's how how amazing I think that coach is, um, head and shoulders over every single coach in the league. But uh, I know that's going to be not going to be very popular. But you know, it's just how I feel about how great he is, how great that team is. But he can be beaten with, with uh, a team that could really step up. And I think uh, Ben Roethlisberger and I think this team is still a team of destiny, and if they get healthy, they're going to be dangerous once again. And uh, we're actually going to be talking about that in, in um, our uh, number six. So I'm going to move it up. I'm going to move up number six, Zach. And I'm going to say at four and three with nine games to play, there's a very little, if any, margin for error from this point on to achieve a first-round buy in the playoffs. Is that fact or fiction? Fact. If you
3: want the first-round buy, you've got to be winning four games or fewer. So, yes, you can only concede one loss in these next eight. Do I think the Steelers need that first-round buy? No. Is it helpful? Absolutely. You can ask any team in the league right now, and they will tell you that they want that first-round buy. Probably more than anything, to have a week off, regenerate take some time for yourself and focus in on your opponent Uh, that is huge now i don't think that the steelers are going to get that first round bye, but i do think they'll win the division i think they'll be 11 and 5 they're going to end up losing a few more but i really see some good
1: things here coming from the steelers you know and i can't argue with anything that you say but uh when you say a few more that's only two because yeah the margin of error is very low because you know in nine games, you have to be seven and two. Um, at the very worst, six and three. Because nine and seven is not going to get you in the playoffs. I really, the only way nine and seven is going to get you in the playoffs is going to be as a division winner. You want that by? Um, yeah, you're right. You don't. Uh, you don't really need it because we have seen teams succeed. Our very own team of eleven years ago, a number six seed, went in and ran through the playoffs and won the Super Bowl. Also, a six seed with, uh, because of an injury to Aaron Rodgers, got him healthy, got him back, and went in and rolled through the playoffs, rolled through the Super Bowl and beat our very own Pittsburgh Steelers. So we have had first-hand experience with six seeds twice, one for one against, but it's very possible to uh, go ahead and win on the road in the Super Bowl So and win the entire Super Bowl. So You know, the playoffs are a funny thing. It's the hot team that goes ahead and wins, and sometimes you don't need to have that number one seed. And if I'm I'm not mistaken, the number one seed last year was the New England Patriots, and uh, they did not win the Super Bowl. They did not make the Super Bowl. Um, So I agree with everything you say. There's no need for me to even go on. So let's go to number six, Zach, and it's about – one of our newest dealers from this year, and one we were all excited about. And I could actually say that there has been, uh, even though he hasn't, he hasn't burned it up. But uh, I think I think we're pretty happy with the acquisition of uh, Justin Gilbert right now. And so I'm going to say for number five, fact or fiction, Justin Gilbert should be able to be the long term. Excuse me, should be the long-term answer when it comes to kick returning duties. Is that fact or fiction? You
3: know, I'm, I'm going to say fact here on this one. I think we've seen some swagger out of him when he takes kickbacks – or kicks back, excuse me. By the way, Brian, I think this is number six, if I am correct, because we just moved number six up. But um, I I do want to say that I think that Gilbert has this tremendous amount of swagger when he brings a kick back and and you kind of see it from him. And I think as he begins to learn that position a little bit better, obviously he's been designated as a corner the majority of his life, but now he's got this opportunity to really shine through. Um, And I think that he can do it. And I think he's crafty with it. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, him actually get into the end zone for the Steelers.
1: You know what I think he's going to, he actually broke one, last year for Cleveland. So he has, he's getting more and more experience. And uh, I like how you say swagger. It looks like he has the potential to break one now. And I'm, I'm sure he's going to break one. I, uh, I really love the spark that he's brought to it. You know, I like Fritz Toussaint, and I noticed that as uh, Gilbert has been getting better, Fritz Toussaint has actually had uh, he had his best return day against the Patriots the other day too. So they both looked half decent. Um, actually, they, they both looked uh, above average and pretty darn good as far as kick returners go. And I'll even go as far, if, uh, if Gilbert can be that spark, why not, uh, if uh, Eli Rogers is not healthy and he really didn't do much as a, as a punt returner, why not uh, experiment with him at punt return also? I mean, that could be a possibility because I had a, a friend that was over at my house the other day that, who's not a Steeler fan. <laughs> But he, he likes to come and watch the games. And his exact words were, "I'm not a Steeler fan, but I don't understand why you have your best player returning punts." Um, you know, we know the answer. We we know why he's there because um, he's he's the best spark to return one, Antonio Brown. But you're also you're also risking uh, an injury and risking your season to have a guy like that go down too. Um, so maybe. Justin Gilbert could be the entire return man, the entire return game answer for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2016 and beyond. So I think we both agree that that's a fact. And uh, I think we could also both agree that, uh, that so far that's been a very positive trade for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
3: Yeah, I, you know, the Antonio Brown taking punts back has always baffled me, but. You know we know that he can, like you said, provide that spark flow, but at the same time, it's a huge injury risk for him. so if someone like ever can step into that role, I think everything is good you know
1: yeah and and that would be ideal because that would be ideal for everybody, maybe not for Antonio, who wants to be around everything um but and you know, I get that when you're a gamer like he is, you do want to be around everything, so We'll just see, but I like what we see right now in uh, Justin Gobert. I, you know, I think uh, year number two for him in Pittsburgh next year is going to be amazing when he's had a, uh, a full off season with the team. I think he's contributed very well in, uh, for only being with a squad, what, about seven weeks? So I, I'm very happy with him. Um, that's the six-pack already. We've, we've blown through it. We should be – if that was a real six-pack, I'd be passed out on the floor right now. But luckily, it's just verbal. uh, But we do have the bonus that we have, as always, Zach, and we don't have any callers. So I'm going to ask one more time. Feel free to give us a call. We'd love to hear what you think of the six-pack and uh, to see if uh, we were completely on base or completely off. So go ahead and give us a call, 347-850-8581. So with that being said, the bonus, and this once again, is the fact that has really nothing to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but is still fun to talk about anyways. We are going to debate this week the bye week. And when you have a bye week, you have vacation time. So with that being said, with the upcoming bye week, the Steelers get a much-needed vacation. The best vacation themed slash time off road trip movie, is Ferris Bueller's Day Off from 1986, the John Hughes classic. Zach, is, is that fact or is that fiction?
3: I'm going to go with something older. Would you believe that, Brian? I'm going to go with a different oh, I vacation go, when movie. When it comes
1: to this and stuff, like, you're always going to go bold.
3: Yeah, well, well this, is, um, this is something that I think is really going to be um, – an interesting little selection, but you got to hear me out here. My pick for best vacation film, and if you remember, Tippi Hedren takes a vacation for this, is The Birds by Alfred Hitchcock. I am a big The Birds fan, and I'm very much into that movie, and if you remember, she starts by visiting uh, her estranged man who is on vacation, Um, and that is, for me, one of the greatest vacation films ever. Probably not the best vacation, though.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's – I could have guessed a thousand movies, and actually I could have guessed a million movies if I would have the time. I would have never come up with the birds. I, uh, uh, Wow. I, you know, I'm not speechless very often, but okay, I thought you were just going to throw out the obligatory Chevy Chase and National Lampoon's Vacation, which is probably what I was going to do. <laughs> now I feel just uncultured when you're bringing up Hitchcock and the birds. <laughs> wow, I didn't even realize that that could be considered a vacation film. I mean I you know, when I think of a vacation film, I think of like ice cube and a, a bunch of kids in a station wagon saying, Are we there yet? I consider antics, like Robin Williams in an R V. Um but wow, the birds, I I don't even know what to do with that. <laughs> Um, I'll
3: tell you. Okay, this, if so you're fan, if you're a fan, if you're a fan of any Hitchcock film, though, it's definitely the most polarizing, I believe.
1: That's like saying Zach. That's like saying since she was in a car, then Psycho was a vacation film too. And That's an <laughs> even worse vacation. You can Yeah, that one. At
3: least Tippy Hedren makes it out alive in Bodega Bay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, who am I talking about? Janet Lee In like yeah. yeah, Uh-huh. okay. 1960 classics. Like, okay, gosh. I mean, this completely went way off base of what I was thinking because I, I thought we were going to talk about uh, Clark Griswold eating a sandwich uh, that's just been soiled by a dog at a campsite while he's watching Christie Brinkley uh, in a, in a convertible. But, wow. Okay. Uh, Uh, with that being said I I can't even I have no rebuttal left (laughs) (laughs) well you you just won the night I'm just going to give it to you because you just like I I can't scratch my head any harder than I just did because I'm going to lose hair that is the most bizarre I'll say say this then Brian it's not a true
3: vacation film I understand what you're saying Um. But it does have vacation qualities, does it not?
1: Yeah. uh, But, you know, I mean, like, Girl's Day Off isn't a true vacation film, but it's a guy taking a day off. So that's why I put, you know, slash vacation film, slash road trip. And then you just completely, wow, you just went the other way. I just... I'm also a... uh...
3: I'm also a big fan of Dirty Dancing. Does that qualify as a vacation film? That's a vacation movie, and
1: you and my wife—my wife loves Dirty Dancing too. Um, that's, uh, in fact, know that's there's a place thing. in Virginia you can actually visit. Zach, the the resort. You, there's a, a, like a big package you can go for a week. It's very expensive, but you can go to the resort in Virginia um where they stayed. I don't know the name of it because I don't know the movie as well as you and my wife, but uh you could actually go there. Um, I'll have to make I don't it think it has a package where you could go in the backwoods and what's that?
3: I said I'll have to make a trip out of it seeing as I'm talking about it on the show.
1: <laughs> there you go. Maybe maybe we could uh maybe we can get it sponsored. <laughs> with that being said I would love to explore your love for the birds and Dirty Dancing and I think uh, that's a whole other show we're going to actually have to do that um, what's your favorite scene from Dirty Dancing I, I have to ask now
3: what, what the question again what's my what
1: what's your favorite scene from Dirty Dancing if you like it that much
3: oh my goodness well how do you hate on nobody puts
1: baby in a corner I, knew that. Un- <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming and Listen, that really it's a basic, it's the a show. basic Zach, response, in the corner. absolutely fantastic. Oh, gosh. You know, with, with that being said, I, I just have to shut this down. <laughs> it's been okay. a great fact or fiction, folks. Thanks so much for joining us. Remember, once again, brought to you by Frank Walker Law. Real talk, real resolve. Um, Zach, thank you so much. It was great talking to you this week. Remember, Zach. Every even though it's the bye week, everything you need Steelers is going to be on com. There's so much stuff. We still have our contributor picks, which Zach is actually, Zach and I are actually tied in the middle of the pack right now, and we need a big week, so uh, I'm going to have to talk to you about this. We, we need to pull something pull something out of the hat and uh, try to gain, because we're about seven, eight games back at this point. We need to make our move this week, but Plenty of great stuff on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you continue to check it out daily. There's always fantastic things popping up. Everything you want to know about the Pittsburgh Steelers, it is on there. With that being said, Zach, have a great week, my friend.
3: Thank you, Brian. It's fantastic to be on the show again. And that's no joke, folks. you got to
1: tune in to BTSC. Thanks, Brian. You're welcome. And remember, no fact or fiction next week because of the bye week. And we will be back here in two weeks. So, for Zach Parnes, I'm Brian Anthony Davis. This is Steeler Six Pack of Factor Fiction. And once again, nobody puts Zachy in a corner. And that's a fact,
2: Jack. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include Even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino.